Hello friends and welcome back to Ordinary People Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain and it's great to have you with me again. So glad to be with my podcast family again this week. Welcome to episode 117 of our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenges. Hey, don't forget to hit me up at LanceBain.com. You can find lots of other resources there. You can email me and contact me through the website. I would love to hear from you. Hey, we're going to continue part two this week of what we started last podcast, episode 116, how to respond to blind spot feedback. How to respond to blind spot feedback, and this week is part two. And so if you haven't listened to last podcast, you really need to listen to that and then jump in with us on episode 117. This is, excuse me, maybe one of the most important podcasts we've ever done. No one becomes the kind of leader, the kind of person they want to become in a vacuum. We are designed for connection. We are designed for relationships. And in those relationships, there are times when people need to give you some feedback about how we're doing. And so in this podcast, we're going to be talking about how do we receive that feedback in a way that actually strengthens the relationship and helps us be a better leader. So let me ask you this question. Have you ever gotten blind spot feedback? You may be listening to this and wondering, I'm not even sure I know what blind spot feedback is. Have you ever gotten feedback? (laughs) Whether you wanted it or not. I haven't. Sometimes I don't really want what people are giving me. Sometimes I'm defensive and dismissive and I'm upset by what they're telling me. I feel misunderstood or overlooked or undervalued or judged. That's why this podcast is so important. Because we've got to know how to receive blind spot feedback. Now, blind spots are simply this. It's not knowing what you don't know. (laughs) There are things that you don't know, and we need other people to point them out to us. Blind spots, we all have them. And sometimes we can lead out of those blind spots. Sometimes our relationships and the way people are experiencing us is more influenced by what's in our blind spot. And that's the nature of a blind spot. You don't know what's there. You can't see it. It's one thing to solicit feedback from other people with the intentionality to assess, to evaluate, to adjust, and to grow. It's different when someone wants to give you blind spot feedback because oftentimes it catches you by surprise because it's a blind spot. You simply don't know that it's there. And so this process is really important when you are giving and receiving unsolicited feedback. You are pointing out someone's blind spot. Now, as we said last week in our podcast 116, let me reiterate again in this episode. 
when receiving blind spot feedback, we will not surrender our dignity or worth. By that, I mean when you receive feedback and your immediate emotional response is dismissive, denial, defensive, despair, discouragement, disappointment, anger, frustration. We're not going to condemn ourselves and judge ourselves. We're not going to take on the labels of failures. We're not going to surrender our worth or our dignity. And secondly, we're going to recognize that the world is bigger than us. The world is bigger than what I'm experiencing. And while I want those around me to be getting great, healthy leadership, sometimes they're not. And, and I have to recognize, you have to recognize that the world is bigger than us. Okay, so what are the steps to receiving blind spot feedback? Last week, we took the first three steps. We have to start with humility. We have to receive feedback with a growth mindset, even blind spot feedback, make a decision rooted in humility. I can grow from this. And third step was to verbally respond to the feedback. Maybe an apology. Maybe you're giving thanks. Maybe there's something to celebrate. Maybe a compassionate or empathic response is necessary. Maybe a curiosity or clarifying verbal response is necessary to the blind spot feedback you've just gotten. All right, so today, those are the first three steps. Start with humility, receive feedback with a growth mindset, and verbally respond to that feedback. You just can't leave a communication vacuum. You got to say something in, in response. So what are the remaining steps for how to receive blind spot feedback? Okay, step number four is to ask this question. What am I doing or saying that's creating this experience? In this question, this step, you're wanting to identify more specifically the behavior, the attitude, the decisions, the words. What am I doing? What am I saying that's actually creating this experience in my blind spot and I don't know it? And so I want to ask <clears throat> basically a clarifying question. I want to ask what I'm doing or saying. I need more specific feedback. If you didn't get it in the initial blind spot feedback, then once you have verbally responded, an apology, a thanksgiving, compassion, empathy, curiosity, then you say, what am I doing or saying that's actually creating this experience? You want to be as specific as possible and, and drill down for that specificity with the other person or persons who are giving you this feedback. And you're looking for ways that you can adjust. Now, once you've asked the question, what am I doing or saying that's creating this experience? We move to step five. Listen, <laughs> listen, you ask the question. Now, listen, defensiveness and uh, denial and dismissiveness, all of that wants to ask a question, but you, 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 your motive is really a rhetorical question. You're not looking for them to actually answer that question. Oftentimes, because we're shocked, we're surprised by what they have said to us, we ask questions almost as a way of verbally processing, 
as a way of diffusing the shock or the negative emotions that we're feeling. And so we ask a question, not really wanting it to be answered, but the other person doesn't know that necessarily. So they start to answer the question, and then we just tell them, oh, be quiet. I'm not interested in what you have to say anymore. We get quiet. We do Cold War. We just don't say anything at all. And so listening is very, very important. It is a sign of humility. Remember, we started with humility. That's why that point is so critical, because it really positions your heart to learn something, to listen. And so when I talk about listening, I'm talking about reflective listening, which is simply restating back to the person what they said to you to make sure there's accuracy, that you really were listening. There's also what we call active listening. Reflective listening is just restating what you said. Active listening is restating what you said, but I'm also listening for emotion. I'm listening more deeply than just the words of what you said, but the emotions, the the tone, the tenor behind what you said. And then the third aspect of listening is interpretation. You're, you're actually interpreting how they're talking back to you. You've asked a question, what am I doing or saying that's creating this experience? And now that they're answering that question, you're making interpretations about what they're saying to you. And that is often the overlooked and dangerous component. Because we assume that how we are interpreting what they're saying is exactly what they're intending to say. And we miss each other in this fifth step. The dangers of not listening are many. A few of the dangers of not listening is that we undervalue people or we cause an offense. We waste people's time. We have confusion and lack of synergy. We operate out of assumption and speculation and we jump to conclusions. We blame or we repeat mistakes. And so, you know, step four is, hey, you gave me some blind spot feedback. What am I doing or saying that's creating this experience? Step five, really listen to what they're saying. Step six, ask clarifying questions. Again, if you need more clarity, ask clarifying questions. Clarity has to do not just with what they're saying, but the interpretation that you're assigning to what they're saying. The point of the blind spot feedback is that we can grow. The point of the blind spot feedback is that we remove something negative, something destructive, something that's hindering the relationship, the decision-making, the team unity, the unity, the camaraderie, the ability to move the, prog- the progress forward, increase sales, increase contracts, increase revenue, get the project done on time, uh, better collaboration, better delegation, uh, see more people minister to, more people receive in prayer, like whatever it is, you have to have collaborative effort in that. And you need clarity for that asking clarifying questions step six is really important to receiving blind spot feedback okay how about question step number seven step number seven pay attention to your emotional triggers so you're listening, you're, you're asking clarifying questions, and, and, you know, this conversation may only last a few minutes. It, it could last a while if you have lots of questions and you really need to, to dialogue at a deep level. 
doesn't mean it, these conversations have to be a long time. They might be a short conversation, but you know what I know. Emotional triggers don't take a long time to be triggered. <laughs> one statement, one word, one phrase, boom, immediately there's an emotional trigger. I remember um, quite a while ago, I was in a staff meeting and there was a, a, a heated debate between two of my staff members, and one of the staff members said to the other a certain phrase. And the phrase that they said to them, while emotional and passionate, what they didn't know is that phrase would often be a phrase that this other staff member would have heard growing up. It was a disempowering statement. It was a statement filled with negativity and hurt and pain. Now, the staff member who said it would not have known that, but the staff member who heard it definitely knew that. And in one statement, boom, emotional trigger. An emotional trigger happens. And when I have found these emotional triggers happen in me, <laughs> there's primarily two motivations, self-protection and get out. I, I want to protect myself from you because this is getting really painful now, or I just want to run away. I want to run. I guess um, that self-protecting mechanism, it can be fight, flight, or freeze. You get more aggressive and you come back, or you just shut down, run away, um, freeze. And then the others, you just remove yourself. So you have to pay attention to the emotional triggers because these emotional triggers are going to really disrupt your ability to learn from this. The emotional triggers not handled well will not support the growth of the relationship. So step seven is a really important step. Now, you may not have any emotional triggers, and that would be really great, but you have to pay attention if you do, and you can't ignore them. You have to pay attention to them. And I've often interpreted negative emotional triggers rather than interpreting them as fight, flight, or freeze. I now interpret them as I need help. I need help. If I want to be more aggressive at you, it's actually a way of saying I need something. If I want to run away, it's actually a way of saying, I need something. If I just freeze, it's a way of saying, I need something in order to be powerful and process this as a moment of growth. Okay, step number eight. Ask, what do you need from me moving forward? So we've asked some clarifying questions. They're answering those clarifying questions. We are paying attention through this dialogue to emotional triggers. We're managing ourselves with integrity. We are managing ourselves with honor. And we ask another question. So if you're experiencing ABC from me in my blind spot, well, then what do you need from me moving forward? How do we turn this into something positive, something collaborative, something that can generate momentum and be a win-win for everybody? I think asking the question in step eight, what do you need from me moving forward, also gives the person who's offering the blind spot feedback an opportunity to be honest about what they need. This moves us out of passive, passive-aggressive, or aggressive communication, and it moves us into assertive communication, which is what you want. Assertive communication has strong boundaries, but it's also compassionate. It's also understanding. It's also benevolent. It's also seeking a win-win. Passive, passive-aggressive, and aggressive communication 
rarely wants a win-win. There's usually a win-lose or lose-lose scenario. That's not what we're after for in, we re- in how to receive blind spot feedback. You want to receive this feedback with a growth mindset. So verbally respond. Step four, ask, what am I doing or saying this, creating this experience? Then listen well. Ask some clarifying questions. Pay attention to your emotional triggers. And step eight, clarify even deeper. Okay, well, if this is how you're experiencing me and this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm saying, or this is my attitude, then what do you need from me? Step nine, separately, when the conversation is over, separately and privately explore feedback for growth opportunities. So you've gotten the feedback, you listened well, you paid attention to emotional triggers, the other party defined for you what they need, and if it's something reasonable and appropriate, you, you meet the need, you, you adjust, you grow, you change. But I think it's important once you're out of that conversation to maybe sit with one, two, or three friends, maybe an overseer, maybe a peer, maybe a good friend, a family member, a spouse, and ask them, hey, I got this feedback the other day. Um, I'm wanting to explore with those that I trust. Do you see this kind of feedback? Have you experienced these things in my blind spot? Now, what we're not looking to do is um, say that the feedback we got is invalid or not true because other people experience you in different ways. But if you start to get a consensus from other people who maybe have not been brave enough to tell you, you start to recognize that this blind spot is maybe deeper than what I thought, and I want to explore that for some really powerful, life-changing growth opportunities. That's step nine. Step 10, make changes. And I would suggest that you make changes through coaching, through counseling, through getting healing, learning, maybe forgiving. What is it you need to make the right changes? Is this a hard issue that needs some healing and forgiving? Is there some reconciliation that needs to happen in a relationship, a workplace relationship? Does trust need to be rebuilt? What changes, not just in your behavior, my friends, but in your heart and in your mindset needs to happen? And coaching, counseling, healing, learning, forgiving, maybe taking a course, something that will educate you and inform you, some sort of webinar, some sort of online thing can really help you. And that will empower you to make the kind of changes so that the blind spot feedback has not fallen on fallow ground, but it has fallen and been planted in good soil that can produce a great change. Lastly, Step number 11, follow up with the person who gave you feedback. Follow up with the person who gave you the initial blind spot feedback. You might be able to do this in a couple of days, a week, or a few weeks, but I think it's really important that when someone gives you this kind of feedback, you're willing to accept it, receive it, act upon it, and really make changes. And I think this is really critical. It allows you to be observable of your own progress. You're observing your progress and your growth. It fosters relational strength. It lets the other person know, I'm open to your feedback in my life. I'm open to what you have to say to me because I believe it can make me a better person, a better leader. 
That, my friends, starts to permeate throughout the culture of your ministry, your organization, your church, your team, that in this culture, confrontation can be powerful and it can be acceptable. It's not something you have to be afraid of. But we have to have the right kind of heart and the right kind of attitude and the right kind of skills to receive blind spot feedback in a way that produces growth. So when you follow up with the person, the last step, step 11, you follow up with the person who gave you feedback. It allows you to observe your own growth. It allows you to foster relational strength. And maybe I would encourage you before you leave the initial blind spot feedback conversation, you've asked some clarifying questions. You're paying attention to emotional triggers. You've asked, what do you need from me moving forward? They're answering that question. You're getting real clarity about how you can adjust where you need coaching, where you need learning, where you need healing, where you need counseling, where you need forgiving. Maybe set a time for your next follow-up before you leave. Say, hey, I want to work on this for two, for two weeks. Can we meet for an afternoon coffee in two weeks? I want to put a, together a game plan. So set a time before you leave when you're going to get together and follow up. Now, these 11 steps may sound like a lot. I promise you they're not. Once you learn them, they happen, they happen very relationally, very intuitively. And this kind of blind spot feedback conversation, exercising all 11 steps, you can do in just a few minutes. Now, again, some conversations need to take longer because of the importance of them, but it doesn't have to. These can be very natural, intuitive steps that you take because receiving blind spot feedback is great for your growth and it's great for your culture. And I hope that these steps provide for you the kind of mindset, the kind of heart, and the kind of skills needed to receive effectively blind spot feedback. Don't forget to check out LanceBain.com. I've got a copy of handwritten show notes, all 11 steps laid out for you right there. Maybe you come up with some steps yourself. Would love for you to pass those along to me. We can grow in this together. But you get a copy at LanceBain.com on the uh, podcast page. Look for Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. Click that. Episode 117 is what you want. And there will be a copy of today's handwritten show notes there for you to download if you want and begin to apply these 11 steps for how to receive blind spot feedback so that you grow and your organization grows. Hey, I love you, everybody. Have an amazing week. I can't wait to see you again next week. Talk to you again next week on episode 118 of Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives.